Hi, welcome to the Charlotte Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message and that it both encourages and inspires you. I'm Kim and I'm so excited to be with you today. Today I am passionate about the topic that we're going to be speaking on which is keeping a healthy heart. So we're going to get straight into it. I hope you already got your pen, your paper or your phone ready to take notes. So before we get into that I'm just going to share some fun facts about the heart. So do you know that your heart will beat about 115,000 times each day? Man that's a lot. You know the fairy fly which is a kind of wasp? has the smallest heart of any living creature. Whales have the largest heart of any mammal weighing about 1,500 pounds. A woman's heart beats slightly faster than a man's heart. That's a little interesting. Um, Regular exercise is the single most important key to a healthy heart and it's free, awesome. Laughing is good for the heart. It reduces stress and gives a boost to your immune systems. Right now, wherever you are, have a bit of a giggle, have a bit of a laugh. (laughs) It's really good for you. Um, So yeah, the heart is such a vital organ and and it comes with great responsibility because without the heart, it would be impossible to live. And we find that when a heart is sick, it can affect all parts of our lives and also our organs. So your heart is so important. And so we should look after it both physically, emotionally, and also spiritually. So today I'm gonna share five keys to maintaining a healthy heart. But before we do that, the first thing I want to remind you with with the word of God is that taking care of our hearts is our responsibility. It says in Proverbs 4.23, it says, keep your heart. Other translations say, guard, um, with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. So it's important that we look after our hearts. But the key point to this is, says, keep, your heart. It doesn't say let others keep your heart with all diligence. It says your, which means it's our responsibility. We are the ones who have 100% access to our hearts at all times, which means we are the best to watch over it. So I looked up in the, in the Greek and the Hebrew about what the word keep means, and it means to preserve, keep guard, watch over and maintain. You know, like a watchman, we are to examine and watch over our hearts and check what does and doesn't come in. It doesn't say to put up a wall around our heart. It says to watch over it. And who better to watch over our hearts than us with the help of Jesus himself. But when we put up walls around our heart, sometimes we do that thinking that's the best way to protect ourselves. But in doing that, we also can stop good things from coming into our heart. Sometimes that means our hearts can become hard. It also means sometimes we can become numb. And we also stop the good things like love and kindness and joy from flowing out of it. And when we cut ourselves off from love, love is such a life force that can potentially stop things from functioning if we don't let that in. The heart is meant to flow. It's meant to pump blood around our body. It's meant to circulate things and also generate life to other organs. That is why it's important that we take care of our hearts. So the very first point I wanna give you the, give you today is we're gonna do an acronym for the heart. We're gonna start with the letter H and the very first point I want you to write down, say number one in the chat, and that is having a healthy diet. 
Number one, having a healthy diet. It says in Isaiah 55 verse two, why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does no good? Listen to me, you will eat what is good and you will enjoy the finest food. You know, we've heard the saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Now, I don't know about you, but <laughs> I've never been a massive fan of apples. Um, but that saying has been around for years because it, it's been used to promote healthy eating because it's been proven that it works. It's the same with our spiritual and emotional lives. What we feed, in, what we feed our hearts is how our hearts will be. So the best thing that we can do to feed our hearts to keep it healthy is things like, which we know from the word of God and Jesus' example is prayer, worship, reading the word, hanging out and spending time with Jesus, gathering together with other Christians and being thankful. These are all great things for our heart. You know, being thankful and reminding ourselves what God has proven, what God has provided can absolutely change the posture of our hearts. As some of you might know, or maybe you're hearing for the first time, I'm engaged and Herbie and I are getting married, which is so exciting, but can also be so frustrating during in the middle of a pandemic. You know, might've been easier pre-COVID, but sometimes it can get pretty overwhelming with all the challenges that come with that. You know, with border lockdowns, you know, I've got family in Victoria and New South Wales, and so does Herbie has family in New South. You know, it can be pretty overwhelming thinking about what happens if there's lockdowns, you know, even finances, how to pay for it. But when, when it feels impossible and when it feels overwhelming, and sometimes to be honest, when my heart can't take it because, you know, I'd love my family to be there. Sometimes God reminds me to remind myself and encourage myself on what he has already done. And by encouraging ourselves, by remembering what God has done, how he's brought us through things can change the posture of our hearts. And by doing that, there's been times when I felt low, but when reminding myself, I felt encouraged and there's a peace that in that we, we can trust God that he's going to provide a way. And that's the same for you. It says in Psalm 77, 11, yet I could never forget all your miracles, my God, as I remember all your wonders of old. It also says in Philippians 4, 6 to 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, pray and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Is worry and fear gripping at your heart? Is there certain areas of your life that you're fearful, fearful of, that fear lives there? Because that's not what God has for us. You know, also every day we are exposed to all sorts of things. You know, it can be information and communication overload. But what we find ourselves, what we can find in these environments is that we're exposed to negativity, gossip, drama, fear. And sometimes we have to take note, what is it that we're watching when we're feeling that? What is around us that's feeding into that? You know, what we're exposed to, you know, we're also able to digest. And if we digest it, what we allow into our hearts, just like food, <laughs> what happens? It eventually has to come out. So what is coming out of our hearts? Let's take note of that. And then also take note of what's happening around us to feed into that. 
It says in Luke 6.45, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart brings forth evil. For out of abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. What is coming off your lips? So the first point was have a healthy diet. Number two, write number two in the chat. So we're doing heart, so we're on E. E is exercise regularly. Wow, exercise regularly. Who loves to exercise? <laughs> so when we exercise, pain isn't always a bad thing. Exercise builds muscles so we're able to be more active, to carry more. You know, it helps us maintain a low and healthy heart rate, which is really good for us. You know, as Christians, we are in the faith business. And every time we step out in faith, pray and ask God for miracles, we are exercising our heart and faith muscles. And if we don't have faith for the small things, if we find that challenging, let's start praying about that. You know, what faith we have now for the small things, then we are able to then have faith later for the Goliath-sized issues that arise in our life. You know, when David came to King Saul and he asked him if he could take on Goliath, he said in 1 Samuel 17, 34 to 36, but David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. David had faced some, some battles and won them with God before he took on Goliath. But after that, he was so confident that God would also help him take on and win against Goliath because he already won some battles. So every time you face something, it's an opportunity for God to show off his strength and power in your life and is also an opportunity to grow and exercise your faith and also grow your heart. And <laughs> a great bonus in that is that God uses your life as a beacon of hope for others and their faith. If God has done it in you, then they can believe that he will do it again for them. God asks us to step out in faith, then we should believe his word and go after it. Has he done that recently? Has God asked you to step out in faith in something that's completely out of your comfort zone? Is it, say, starting a business, starting a new career, maybe studying, write a, writing a book, financing something, making a new friend, asking someone to church, praying for them, whatever it is. God calls us not to do things that are in our own strength. And when we do that, we then can rely on his strength and he gets all the glory. Being in the will of God and seeing God do miracles, stepping out in faith, faith meaning we cannot yet see it, but we believe God can despite how we feel and if we don't know how he's going to make a way. But if we want to see God move and do miracles and we want to be, if we want to be a part of that ride, which I believe is in a crazy adventure, stepping out in faith and God doing that, then we have to step outside and exercise more faith. It's where we're meant to live as Christians. You know, the word Christian means little Christ. And that's exactly who God has called us and anointed us to be. Nothing will bring your heart so much joy and so much life than living in the will of God, seeing him show up and show off in your life. So use every opportunity to exercise that faith because when life happens 
and pressure comes upon our hearts, what will flow out of that? Will it be stress? Will it be anxiety? Anxiety? Or will it be peace and an expectation that God can do miracles? So our first point was um, having a healthy diet. Point number two was exercise regularly. And point number three, right three in the chat, is allocate time for cleaning. It says in Psalm 41.10 in the New Living Translation, David says to God, create in me a clean heart, O God, renew a loyal spirit within me. So has anyone ever moved house? Well, yeah, it's pretty full on sometimes because you've got a lot of cleaning that you have to do. So I moved here to beautiful sunny Queensland um, in October, September 2020 in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> um, and while packing and cleaning before coming here, what I found were things that I forgot I ever had. You know, with the stuff, um, there was still stuff from when I first moved into that house after moving out of home. There was stuff even still in boxes that I was like, wow, I didn't even unpack that. And I had to work out what I really needed coming into this season, coming here to Shiloh, coming here to beautiful Queensland. But you know what? It was far away. I couldn't just pack stuff in a car and drive it. But I had to work out before moving here what was valuable enough for me to pay movers to move it here. I had to ask myself the question, you know, could I buy this brand new for cheaper in Queensland? You know, there's Ikea here. <laughs> Didn't have that in Aubrey Wodonga. Um, would I have room for it? You know, what kind of house was I going to live in? No idea. Um, because I didn't have a house before I moved here. Um, does it have sentimental value? You know, do I, do I really need it? Have I ever used it? There was some stuff that I had that I was like, man, I bought that and I've never ever used it. Who else can like completely relate to that? So um, is it worth the cost of it? And would it be hindrance to me or cost me later to get rid of it? I also had to comprehend, because I was single at the time, if, uh, you know, God brought me a future partner which praise God he has, would I want them to see that? Would I want to take all this stuff into a household? And I was like, hmm, maybe not. So I threw a lot of stuff out. I did lots of uh, trips to the tip. They made, you know, a you know, nice packet of money off me and my family. And um, I needed and I wanted to make room for my future. It took months. <laughs> it took weeks. It was a long process, but you know, I'm so grateful I did because, you know, I ended up with one bedroom apartment and I'm, and I'm engaged to an incredible man. And I'm so blessed that I'm not bringing all that with me. It was for a reason, for a purpose. You know, it's the same with our hearts. If we ignore it, it ain't going anywhere. Those rooms of our heart that we haven't explored for years. You know what? If we don't deal with it and we don't bring it to God, allow him to clean that out. You know what? It's not going anywhere. But the longer we leave it, sometimes the harder it can be to, for God to come and clean that out. So I encourage you, go to God early with those kind of things. You know, sometimes we need help. You know, I did not pack and clean my house all by myself, believe me. I had help from my dad and my brother who were absolutely champions. You know, I could not done it without them. And sometimes with areas of our heart, you know, sometimes we need help and support as well. Sometimes we need to talk to people. You know, sometimes we need to talk to trusted friends and family, pastors and leaders. Sometimes we need to talk to psychologists and counselors. You know, that can be so helpful. There's been times in my life where I've just been so stumped. I've talked to lots of people, but it was actually with a counselor where I got to find the real issues of certain things 
And you know what? Sometimes it can be pretty nerve wracking, but you know, I've seen the benefit of that in my life. And so I, let me encourage you, you know, if, if you feel like, you know, that's something to be ashamed of or embarrassed about, let me encourage you. That is probably one of the best things you can do. And I promise it'll be so rewarding because you can get to deal with things of the past and you can walk in freedom. You know, sometimes it's about putting pride aside as well and fighting for our hearts because it is so worth it. It will bring so much abundance and life to so many areas of your life. You know, all this is for the benefit of enjoying fully what God has in store for you. You know, have you ever tried even cleaning without water? <laughs> um, I was thinking about it the other day, like I was cleaning a cup and I was like, man, there's a lot of stuff caked on here. You know, I realized it's actually quite impossible. You know, I'd like to see someone try cleaning something without water. I think it'd be pretty hard, but just as water is a key ingredient and one of the most effective ways to clean, so is having the Holy Spirit come in and wash over, over our heart. He's the living water that we can, that can come and do a spring clean within our lives and hearts. You know, he knows your heart so well. He's the other person who has 100% view of what's happening in your heart, but he's a, he's a gentleman. And until we ask him to come in, he won't come and invade our hearts unless we ask, ask him to. So, but he knows the right amount of pressure of that water to come and do some cleaning. Sometimes we just need some rain on that. Sometimes we just need some rain to come and wash over our hearts to bring healing, rejuvenation. Other times we need like, you know, that power blaster, you know, that people use to like clean their cars to come and get some dust and some cobwebs out of some areas of our heart. But sometimes things have been there for so long that sometimes Holy Spirit just needs to come and soak on things and soften that up. But whatever is needed, we need to ask ourselves firstly, when we find it, is it valuable? Does it need to stay there? You know, is, is there unforgiveness, hurt, bitterness, disappointment? Then when we find those things, let's take them to the Holy Spirit who can, who can have a look at that and he can bring help. You know, he cares about every area of your heart. He cares about the parts of your heart where, you know, you feel like you don't want to dare to go because you're scared about what's in there. He's not scared. He, he knows exactly what you need to bring life to that area. You know, he cares about your family. He cares about the deepest desires of your heart. He cares about your dreams. He cares about your business, your calling. You know, he cares about the fact that you've got disappointment. But Holy Spirit can come and wash over every area of your life, bring freshness and life back into it. So our first point was having a healthy diet. The second was exercise regularly. The third was allocate time for cleaning. And the fourth is for R is rest. You know, rest and sleep is important, not just for the brain, but also for the rest of our body and our heart. You know, when we sleep, our heart rate drops down and our heart is able to rest. This allows your body to heal at night and rejuvenate and also for your mind and heart to process everything that's happened in the day. And that's the same with us when we rest. Just as important is to eat well, to exercise, to uh, clean, clean, to like rest is also just as important for our physical, spiritual, and emotional health. Sleep and rest seems so natural, but it is also so spiritual. Without resting our mind and body, having holidays when we can, this can affect how our heart operates. We can become less patient, less kind, you know, less productive or focused. And we can become tired and weary and able to not fully um, live our lives in the fullness of what God has. 
God even rested. You know, God and all his marvelous wonders and how strong and powerful he is, even God rested. It says in Genesis 2, 1 to 2, and it says, and on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. He rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it, he rested from all the work which he had done, he had created and made. God did a lot of work, but after that, he still rested. Rest is God-given. It's holy. It's worship. It's also taking a step back and going, I can't control everything and I'm going to give this over to God and I'm going to rest my body and my heart and my soul. God could have kept going. He's God. He has unlimited energy. Like he's not limited by, you know, a body like us. You know, he could have kept going. He finally created the world that he always dreams and imagined. I'm sure he had great plans after that. But you know what he did? He took a step back and he rested and he enjoyed what he made. When was the last time you sat back and enjoyed what God has put in your life? You know, I really believe we should make a priority to rest in however God has created you to rest because we are all different. Some like to rest outdoors. Some like to rest by sitting by the beach. Some like to rest by going on a motorbike ride. You know, some of us during lockdown have had to learn how to be creative in that area. But whatever this looks like, let's make time to rest and enjoy it. And one of the other keys is I really believe that we need to rest guilt-free because that's not God's heart. God rested. So you enjoy resting guilt-free. So our last point for today, which the last one is for T, which is time. So after hearing all this, let me encourage you, give yourself some grace. This is going to take time. We can change our diet, exercise, you know, we can clean, we can rest, but it takes time to create a healthy heart and to maintain it and to keep it good. But if you keep working on it, you'll get better at being a good keeper of your heart. You'll, you'll learn when things come in and they don't, find, they don't really feel right. You'll be able to examine your heart and be able to quickly work out what it is that's affecting it. You'll be quicker at going to Holy Spirit and asking him to come bring healing and, and for you to rest and to be able to rejuvenate. Like that stuff takes time. And so give yourself some grace that sometimes you're not going to always get it right, but it's about the longevity. It's about working on it now so you can benefit for the rest of your life. You know, God will be so proud of you that you're taking the time to be a good steward of your heart because when you look after it, it's going to flow into all areas of your life. You also find that over time, you're going to be stronger, not just um, emotionally, but also you're going to have strength and capacity in your heart to love more, to be patient in ways that you never thought possible. Things that would normally frustrate you, bring you anxiety. You're going to have a new strength to be able to handle that. When big things come because you've exercised your faith in God, you're going to have this whole new capacity to be able to handle things. And before where you would normally go to other things to kind of fill in that gap, you'll be able to have a strength and confidence in God that he's going to lead you through that. So the question I want to leave you with today is to ask yourself and maybe even speak to your heart and ask it, what is the state of my heart? How am I going? You know, this week is Are You Okay Day? You know, ask your heart. 
Are you okay? I want to encourage you to explore that this week with God and how you can work together on bringing more health to it. But right now, before we finish up, I just really believe in this moment, wherever you are, that God wants to bring some healing to some hearts. Maybe you've been in some battles, you've got some scars, maybe you've experienced hurt and loss. You know, right now, you know, I believe like there's probably a lot of people watching right now who have experienced a lot of heartache during COVID because you haven't been able to see your loved ones. Believe me, my family lives in Albury, Wodonga, on the border of New South Wales and Vic, and I haven't seen some of them for over a year. I get the fact that there would be a lot of loss in your heart right now. But I believe Holy Spirit wants to come and comfort you. He wants to come and wash over you. He wants to bring some healing to areas of your life that maybe you feel like you've given up on. So right now, if that's you, I just want you to, wherever you are, in your lounge room, in your bedroom, wherever you're watching from, um, if that's you, would you just raise your hands right now? Have your heart, hands open to God in an act of surrender that you want to give God your heart right now. And I just want to pray over you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here right now. And I pray that each person with their hands raised would feel your presence and your love. Come wash over every hurt, scar, disappointment and loss and fear. And Holy Spirit, we just pray right now, you just bring healing, restoration. Just wash over it right now. Wash over the hearts, God. And I pray that you would leave behind in its place, joy, hope for the future in Jesus' name. Help them to see if they've been putting up walls of protection around their heart, Lord, and if it's safe to bring them down. We pray that this would be a new season of new life flowing from this heart and growth in ways we've never seen possible, God. We never thought possible in Jesus' name. Uh, Lord, we just pray that you would, that would fully experience all that you have for them in Jesus' name. Amen. So right now, I also want to give an opportunity for anybody who's watching and maybe we've been talking about Jesus, but you don't know him. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit and you haven't experienced him. Right now, I want to give you an opportunity to invite Jesus into your life. Make him Lord and Savior. Bring him into your heart. You know, this is such a great opportunity that could change the rest of your life. So I'm just going to say a simple prayer. And all you need to do is to repeat after me. And at the end of this prayer, you'll be a Christian, a child of God. So would you repeat after me? Dear Lord Jesus, please come into my life. I want to be adopted into your family. I believe Jesus, you died and rose again for me. So please take over my life as Lord and Savior. Help me to follow you all my days of my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Fantastic. If you made that decision, we just so want to cheer you on. If this is your first time or the first time in a long time, please don't keep this decision to yourself. Tell us, write to us, message to us. We'd love to celebrate this moment with you by giving you a Bible or helping you be able to download the Bible app. And if you'd love to know more about Jesus here at Shiloh, we've actually set up a foundations course that's online where you can receive um, emails each day to help you grow in your understanding and walk with Jesus. So that's all we have for our online service today. We hope you, find, we hope you have an incredible week and we'll see you next week. I am Thank you for joining our podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. 
you can connect with us at shilohchurch.com.au.